Hello, and welcome to the Antioch Fort Worth weekly podcast. At Antioch, our desire is to cultivate a passion for Jesus and his purposes on the earth. To connect with us in community, partner with us through giving, or visit on a Sunday morning, please visit AntiochFortWorth.com. We hope you enjoy this week's sermon from lead pastor Jamie Miller. Hey, good morning, everybody. The, uh, the stage is wet. I, I, I don't want to... <laughs> <laughs> don't want to fall down. Um, what a great reason for the stage to be wet. We had too many baptisms. Man, love it. Hey, open your Bibles, if you would, to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 3. It's the first place we're going to be at this morning. I want to just say to uh, one more time, it's Easter, and uh, it's just an incredible opportunity that we have to remember with our brothers and sisters literally around the globe. I mean, as the sun's been coming up just in country after country from the Dateline to Fiji to New Zealand, Australia, the Far East, China and Thailand and Burma and I'm not going to do all the countries rolling around, but but I mean, Europe and Africa, I'll do the continents. How's that? And South America and, and, and North America today, it's just it's awesome what the Lord's doing, and I mean, literally, just so many millions upon millions of brothers and sisters of ours in the Lord who are celebrating Jesus Christ and His resurrection from the dead right now, this morning, all around the world. And so let's say it one more time. We say, He is risen. He is risen indeed. He is risen. He is risen Amen. Lord, now I just want to say to, just to everybody who's uh, visiting today, uh, maybe this is your normal church home, or maybe it's not, but I, I want to say if you're visiting, just, you're not here by accident. You know, God, He loves you, and He wants you to know Him. He wants you to have a real life-giving relationship with Him. And I want to talk about that this morning, what God has done for us in Jesus Christ. And it is Baptism Sunday, and I want to pull together some threads about what we've just been witnessing here about baptism together with Easter and talk about the story of God. Because baptism really is a window into God's story. It's a window into what God has done for us, is doing for us, and will do for us. It's an incredible uh, reminder to us of what God has done. And so Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 3, 4, and 5, he says, For what I received, I passed on to you as of first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, that He was buried, that He was raised on the third day according to the Scriptures, and that He appeared to Peter, and then to the, then to the twelve. And after that, He appeared to more than 500 of the brothers at the same time, most of whom are still living, though some have fallen asleep. And this is a, a powerful testimony to the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's what's going on there. And it's not just... Uh, that those eyewitnesses saw him. This letter was written maybe 30 years after his death. And the people still live in people that saw him after he was raised from the dead. I mean, the resurrection for us as Christians really is the definitive marker because it, it proves, it, it, it validates, it vindicates all that Jesus Christ did and said and gives, gives depth and meaning to it. And so it's absolutely uh, huge. And so when Paul says, what I, uh, Jesus Christ died according to the scriptures, 
and he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures, what he's talking about there is a connection to the whole story of God. You know, we don't just say, you know, those words, he, he died and was raised, but it's all in the context of according to the scriptures. That wonderful story from Genesis all the way to Revelation. And one of the things we're going to do, we're starting a new series today. And again, if you're visiting, part of the reason we do this on Easter, you know, there's a lot of people that, that come and want to check things out or want to get right with the Lord on Easter. And this is an opportunity for you to jump in with us. We're going to, this week, we're, it's, it, the new series is called Everything Made New. And we're talking about the new life. Next week, we're going to talk about the new community. And the final week, then we'll talk about the new future that we have together in God. And, and uh, at the, if you go to the very end of the story, in Revelation chapter 21, verse 5, there's this incredible promise from God. He who is seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making everything new. And then he said, Write this down, for these words are trustworthy and they are true. And so if you think about the whole Bible as a story that's moving toward an end when there is no longer any separation between heaven and earth, that's what he's pointing to, that everything is going to be made new. God's going to do it. God's going to make everything new. He's going to make things right that are wrong. He's going to make things just that are unjust. He's going to make things whole that are broken. He's going to bring forgiveness where there's lack of hope and brokenness and hopelessness. He's going to do all of that. So if he's going to make everything new, it's like, one of the things he wants to start with is us. And just around the room, I don't have to go on very long for people to go, you know, start nodding and go, yeah, yeah, we need help. We really need help. We're broken. We, we understand. We were praying about a, a bunch of things this past Wednesday morning. We had a prayer meeting and we were praying specifically about some of the lies that we believe that get going in our heads. I'm not good enough, or I'm not pretty enough, or I'm not smart enough, fill in the blank, right? Anybody ever sense that or feel that? And there's a bunch of lies that go with that. Fears, anxieties, pressure that's not right, or that we're not included, in, in, included that God wants to bring truth to. He wants to bring love for the fear and push it out. He wants to bring peace for the anxiety, he wants to deal with that stuff. He wants to include us when we feel excluded. All of those things are part of what God comes to deal with. Where we feel shame, where we feel guilt, where we feel the burden of our brokenness, maybe depression or bitterness or stuck in broken relationships or factions or confusion. All the stuff we were praying about the other day is like, Lord, bring clarity where there's confusion. Lord, bring unity where there's factions. All of that over and over, God wants to do. Sometimes even, uh, I've felt it before, there was a time before I knew the Lord where I didn't want to live. It was, that, it was that broken, that messed up, that much addiction that was in my life. And I was like, I'm despairing of life itself. And into that darkness, I met Jesus Christ. I mean, it's just absolutely rocked my world. I and mean, a lot of you guys, if you've been around a while, you, you know the story. I was, I was considering death and I, and just, I, I literally, my eyes were closed, but I suddenly saw Jesus before me, kind of on the closed movie screen of my closed eyes. And he had a white robe and a gold sash and he was smiling doing this. And it was like, I knew that that was Jesus. I said, Jesus, that's you. You've got to save me because I'm so lost. And even though I'd had an experience and been around church, I had never met him in a personal way, in a personal relationship. And I'm saying that again because 
There may be somebody here that needs to know he wants to touch your life personally. Just like, like he touched my life. He wants to touch your life personally. He wants to bring a revelation of who he really is and the forgiveness that he brings, the love that he brings, the acceptance that he brings, the meaning that he brings, the hope that he brings. I could keep going. A couple amens every now and then will stir it up. So at the heart of all of this, all that stuff and junk is sin. It's sin. It's, it's just brokenness. It's, it's, uh, it, it's death. It's the fear of death. It's the devil's work in our lives. And praise God, Jesus Christ came to bring the victory over sin, over death, over the devil. Hallelujah. Praise the one who set me free. Hallelujah. I just, death has lost its grip on me. He has broken every chain. There's salvation in his name. Amen. Man, I had three of those worship services. I, I'm surprised I can even talk, man. I just like, Jesus, love you, Lord. Woo. Oh, that's a new thing. We got to. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Okay, here it is. Soundbite. One sentence. Soundbite of today. God wants to make everything new and wants us to live in the new life by trusting in Jesus Christ. That clear? Just he wants to bring he wants to make things new, wants to, wants us to live a new life by trusting in him. So what I want to do here is tell the story of God just real briefly. Just tell the story and I'm going to frame it in two ways. The first one is God's love and our response, and the second one is God's life and our response. So when we start talking about the gospel, we start with God, because God's at the start. We don't start with us. A lot of times we, we want to start with us and make it about all us, but God is, before the creation ever happened, God was perfectly walking in a relationship of love, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and their shared love and communion there together. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. God, like God didn't have to have us to start learning how to love. He was already a God of relational love from all eternity. Jesus prayed it. Father, I want them to see my glory, to be with me where I'm at, to see my glory. The love that you loved me with before the creation of the world. Isn't that awesome? So God, out of the fullness of love, creates, creates the heavens and the earth, creates us out of the fullness of his love. And he puts us in the garden, Adam and Eve, and he says, you can eat from anything here in the whole garden except this one tree. Now, here's the thing. There's so much you can say about the fall that happened in the garden, but the thing I want to emphasize here is that God is love. God is giving us an opportunity to respond in love by trusting him and not putting ourselves on the throne good and evil, us, us making the call, but to trust in the Lord. That's the deal. And so on, just on, on love, and when we think about what I'm about to bring up here is one of the, the biggest uh, conversations in church history, the sovereignty of God and our ability to respond in love. Okay, so, so if we, however we understand sovereignty, it needs to be in the context of a loving God. So that God is love. We understand sovereignty in the context that God loves us. And so because he's loving, he is not just making little robots out of us. You know, I have to bend down now. I have to walk forward now. I, and, and it, 
I actually get to respond to God in love. I mean, love's not real love if you don't have a chance to respond. And think about that. It's not real love. If one of the main pictures that God gives us to show us what he's like is a picture of a husband and a wife, right? So, and a, and a picture of a father. You know, if my kids, if I manipulated them and controlled them and didn't allow them to respond in love, I wouldn't be a good dad. And I wouldn't be a good husband. You have to do what I say. You had some of your own thoughts. Stop that. <laughs> respond to me. You know, it's, it, she responds in love. It would be weird if I, if she did the same thing to me. Go over there. Okay. How far? Further? Now what? That's not love. So it's, it's a loving relationship of, of, of caring for each other in response. And that's what God's doing for us. It's, it's, he loves us and he wants us to love him back. A relationship of reciprocity where we literally have a real relationship of love. Buddy tracking. So, so part of how we tell the story is that God is a loving God, but he wants us to respond to him in love as well. So Adam and Eve, they eat from the, the, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and sin enters the world. Death enters the world, even though they kept living, but something died. Their capacity to have fellowship with God, it died. And so God, in love, makes a way to bring his life back into the world. And so he comes to this, this uh, years later, comes to this, this pagan guy named Abram. And he says, Abram, I'm going to bless you. And I'm going to bless your family. You're going to have kids. And you're going to have a, this big, huge family. It's going to be like the stars. And it's going to be like the sand. It's going to be so wonderful and numerous. And through them, all the nations, through you and your seed, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. Now, the interesting thing, if you follow that story on down, you know that, that, that uh, there's the people are put in uh, slavery and bondage. They get set free. But they get given the law. But they, they, they keep blowing it. They're close to God, but it's almost like their proximity is exposing how much they blow it. One famous rabbi said one time, the Jews are just like everybody else, only more so. His point was just like, we're human. And we're all human. And so this story of the Israelites, it's an up and down story. It's just up and down and walking with God and not and there's some good kings david was kind of the pinnacle of the good kings his that davidic kingdom and but then there's these prophets that start coming because there's bad kings and the people are into idolatry and they're doing all this stuff and and the prophets are saying repent turn back to god you repent you kings that are leading the people into idolatry turn back to god and one of them even says, there's coming a king one day, a Messiah, and he's going to set up a kingdom that will never end. It will keep on increasing and increasing, and it will never, ever end. It's a, it's a promise about Jesus coming. So ultimately then, what was God going to do with our stuff? All the mess, all the stuff that we get into, all the brokenness, and we could just, I don't know where everybody's at today, but I imagine that depending on your situation, there's a unique way that you need God to meet you, even today, in the midst of all of our stuff. And so Jesus comes in the fullness of time, God in the flesh. God comes to bring His life into the midst 
of our human brokenness. He comes as a man, and it's like uh, one of my favorite passages. It, I love the Gospel of John because just like Genesis is talking about in the beginning what uh, God created, in the beginning. It's like a story about creation. John comes along, and he has a new creation story. In the beginning, same language, was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And he's telling a story in his gospel that culminates as time moves on. It, you, you follow that story, Jesus goes to the cross, and it's like Jesus in John's gospel is, is finishing up. You could just imagine this even being like the sixth day, you know, when he, he, he finishes his, the work on behalf of us. And this is where we start tying in baptism, is that uh, for we know that our old self was crucified on the cross, we died with him. We died with Jesus. That's what Romans 6.6 6 says. And Romans 6.11 says, and now we can count ourselves dead to sin because of Jesus Christ. So there's, you start pulling these, these threads together and you see Jesus saying, tetelestai. It's a Greek. For it is finished. It's all done. And then metaphorically, him going into the tomb is like God resting. But then Mary Magdalene comes on the first day of the week and she sees him. The stone is rolled away. The tomb is open. And this new Adam is walking in the garden. It's a beautiful, beautiful picture when you realize what all, what's John doing? He's doing all of that. He wants us to get this thing that we are a new creation in Jesus Christ. That that's what happened when he came out of that tomb that new creation started. This thing that we're longing for and looking for, that there will be no separation between heaven and earth one day. That behold, I am making all things new. When that tomb rolled, that stone rolled away, that's when it, Jesus is, it's, it's like we want to see that everything is made new. And starting with humanity, God is making new humanity in Jesus Christ. Everybody tracking? So just telling the story here. So he's writing this. New Genesis, John is. And a new Adam walking in the garden. And he wants us to see in Jesus the image of the Creator and the unstoppable love of God in the image of Jesus Christ. In, in Jesus Christ. And that he's established that love and his life at the climax of world history. The, the death and the burial, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So there's coming another climax when he comes again to make all things new. The restoration of all things. And so that's where we're going in this. I've followed a, I've got a mentor from a distance over in England. His name's N.T. Wright. And he said, what's going on right here that I'm talking about? He says it more eloquently than me. But this is the revolution that changes the world. The fountainhead for the rivers of living water that will now flow out to refresh and renew his whole world. And so Jesus comes out of the tomb and this new creation starts. It's everything being made new. Everything being made new. And the, us who are in Him, we get to participate in that. And so in uh, Romans chapter 6, verse 4, this is pulling these threads together here of resurrection and baptism. It says, and this is for everybody that was baptized today and for all of us, that in watching these baptisms, we are renewing our own commitment to Jesus Christ. We were therefore buried with Him through baptism into death 
in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. Praise the Lord. Now, I want to I finish by doing this. Because, I, again, I don't know where everybody's at, but I, I want to say if you've, if you've felt like there's a question mark over your life, something about a, maybe a question with God or your relationship with Him, the assurance that you have of knowing God, I want to I just say, could we remove that question mark by believing in the truth of what God has done for us in Jesus Christ? And John, later uh, in 1 John chapter, chapter 5, verse 11, 12, and 13, this is the way John says it. He said, because he wants us not to have a question mark. He doesn't want anybody to have the question mark over their life. He wants you to know that you know that you know in your own experience that Jesus Christ is the Lord to the glory of God the Father. So he says in verse 11, and this is the testimony. God has given us eternal life. And this life is in His Son. He who has the Son has life. He who does not have the Son of God does not have life. He goes on and he says, I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know that you have eternal life. That every single one of us would know experientially, not just in our heads, but in our lives, in our actions, in our thinking, in our words, in all that we are. He wants us to know. And it's just, there's just nothing like knowing. It's in, and it's, it's right for us to proclaim this on Easter Sunday, 2019. Because I don't know where everybody's at. In all those situations of guilt and shame and brokenness and pain and I, I messed up or I wish I'd have done that different or uh, just in my relationships, are they right, are they broken or what's going on? Just all around this room, there's going to be all of that. And so what we want to do is we want to come to Jesus. I mean, run to Jesus. Run to Him. Run to Run to what He's wanting to do in your life. That's where the freedom is. That's where the hope is. That's where the forgiveness is. That's where the grace is. Don't walk. Don't walk. Run. Amen. Let's stand up. Okay. Uh, worship team, come on up. Ministry team, come on up. So if you're visiting with us, I just we do this at the end of every single service. We take time to pray for people. And so if you have something going on in your life right now, even in response to this message, like, hey, I want the question mark removed, then come and have somebody pray with you. Or if you'd say, man, I, I want to do this. Well, we've been baptizing people all morning long. And you know what? If somebody else still wants to be baptized, we'll stay. We'll stay. If somebody comes to me after the service, I want to be baptized. We'll do it. Like the eunuch said, look, here's water. Why can't I be baptized? So look, here's water. Do you need to be baptized? And then really just today, I, I, I really feel like Easter is a great time for all of us to just hit reset and recalibrate our hearts to Jesus Christ. Again, I don't know what's going on, but I, it's a new day. There, there's new life. It's available. Let's, let's, let's realize it's called repentance in the Bible. It's where we turn from what we were doing and start living for Jesus and let His light shine on us and in us and through us. And, you know, to just, if there's anything else going on that you just, man, I need some help. 
I need prayer. Don't leave. You got a burden. Don't leave without getting somebody to pray for you. Again, all around the room, let's do this. Father, in Jesus' name, we love you. Would you calibrate us, realign us, refocus us, break off the lies of the darkness, break off the lies of the enemy, the schemes that the devil would try to stop us from living wholehearted and full for you. So Lord, we thank you this morning on Easter for who you are and what you've done. We thank you that you're alive. And Lord, let every single person here have a real head and heart and life, whole being connection with you today. In Jesus' name, amen. Again, come forward for prayer. You know, something's going on. (laughs) Let's get prayer. Let's go for it. You need to give your life to Jesus. Go for it. Want to recommit. Go for it. All those things. Jesus' name. Put a stake in the ground. Again, one of the best ways we do that is just through prayer, having somebody pray with us. If the Lord's doing something in your heart right now, respond to Him. Jesus.